The Public News Service Daily Newscast, March 2nd, 2022. I'm Gina Tempesta. With President Joe Biden's first State of the Union address now in the books, the administration is setting its sights on growing manufacturing in the U.S. economy and lowering costs, not wages. Speaking on the crisis in the Ukraine, Biden said diplomacy matters and Putin was wrong, thinking that the West wouldn't respond. At home, support is growing for Biden's pick for the Supreme Court, Kentaji Brown-Jackson. CNN reports that the top conservative attorney, William Burke, praised Jackson, saying she should receive bipartisan support without conflict. Burke is best known for representing several of former Trump White House officials. Over the past two decades, most states have changed laws to expand voting access to people with felony convictions. Still, it's estimated that more than 5 million Americans remain disenfranchised, according to the Sentencing Project. A bill being proposed in West Virginia will restore rights for those on probation and parole. Here's the story. Advocates of Senate Bill 488 say the goal is to help people reintegrate into society after leaving prison. Deborah Ujevich is the Civic Engagement Coordinator for the West Virginia Family of Convicted People. She says thousands of West Virginians cannot cast a ballot after serving time because they're on community supervision, parole, probation, or otherwise still involved in the criminal justice system. It is very, very difficult to get them invested in some of these initiatives because they are not permitted to vote. Research by the Florida Parole Commission has found people with felony convictions whose voting rights were restored after the state changed its laws in 2011 were less likely to end up back in prison, compared with those who were released prior to the change. Opponents argue that people who've committed felony crimes aren't responsible citizens and shouldn't be allowed to vote. Nadia Ramlagan reporting. In Wisconsin, calling for social justice, organizations gathered outside the state capitol yesterday in an effort to draw attention to alleged unethical behavior by Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson. Johnson, a Republican, has faced criticism in recent years for endorsing tax laws that benefit himself. Miranda Stark with Opportunity Wisconsin says that Johnson's personal net worth is 400 times larger than the median American households. Now, this didn't just happen on its own. And it certainly wasn't because of some smart investing. Senator Ron Johnson, time and time again, has prioritized his personal profits over the people of Wisconsin. The Washington Post reports it's difficult to ascribe the outsourced jobs and closed plants directly to the tax cuts, as there are often numerous details that factor into those decisions. The progressive organization American Bridge estimates that the senator's net worth was up to $48 million in 2020. This is PNS. In Iowa, advocates say the old stigma surrounding mental health is going away. Mike Moen reports more people are choosing to become first-time advocates and share their stories. The pandemic shifted a bigger spotlight onto mental health issues, and providers around the country report higher demand for services as people speak up about what they're going through. Jennifer Thompson of Des Moines recently met with policymakers and told them more about her struggles with bipolar disorder and substance abuse. I'm a dual diagnosis patient. I'm excused for me to be able to say that, and I hope that I can be someone that other people can look at and say, hey, if she can do it, I can do it too. Thompson took part in a day on the Hill led by the Iowa chapter of the National Alliance on Mental Illness. NAMI officials say they hope lawmakers don't lose sight of the need to support mental health services after they approved a major funding shift last year. I'm Mike Moen. On to Ohio, where anti-poverty organizations are calling for a fully funded one-year appropriations bill from Congress in order to ensure that federal programs that serve people with low incomes are not further eroded. 
Federal programs that help struggling Americans are running on a temporary spending bill that expires in 10 days on March 11th, and hundreds of groups says it's time for Congress to stop stopgap funding. More from our Ohio Bureau. Out of nearly 200 federal programs tracked by the Coalition on Human Needs between fiscal years 2010 and 2021, nearly two-thirds have not kept pace with inflation. Dory Novotny with the Ohio Association of Food Banks says without an updated omnibus spending bill, there isn't enough assistance to meet the need. For example, she explains, monthly WIC benefits for fresh produce for children would decrease from $24 to $9. People struggling with food insecurity are really uncertain about what the future looks like, and we want public policy that provides them with more certainty, more dignity, so that they'll be able to meet the needs of themselves and their kids. 11 percent of Ohio adults with children report sometimes not having enough to eat in the past week, and nutrition funding for the elderly has dropped nearly 5 percent in the past decade. Mary Sherman reporting. And the new Maine Labor Climate Council just released a report by Cornell University researchers outlining positive steps the state can take to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and pollution, create new jobs, and build more equitable and resilient communities. Kilton Webb, a four-year apprentice with the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers Local 567, has worked on a solar field and other clean energy projects. He says it means a lot to be part of the transition to a clean economy. For me, building up labor standards goes hand-in-hand with building a renewable energy infrastructure. We need a well-trained and highly skilled workforce to complete all these upcoming clean energy jobs. The Climate Council is urging the legislature to pass a bill requiring labor and equity standards to be followed for major state-funded renewable energy projects. This is Gina Tempesta for Public News Service, member and listener supported. Heard on radio stations, your favorite podcast platform, and you can find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.